what a morning. Good morning. Happy Easter. Uh, this morning, uh, you're going to see some uh, watercolors up on uh, the screens here, and I just want to say thanks to Kim Everhard, who's part of our church. She's the one that actually painted these things, and uh, just want to give credit as you see those things up there on the screen. In Rockefeller Plaza over in New York, there is a famous statue that's out in the plaza. It's the statue of Atlas the Titan. And he's standing there, and I'll try to show you this, you'll see in a second, but he's standing there, arms out, carrying the weight of the world, right? Chiseled, strong, not like me, but like the picture here in a second. Um, this, this symbol of endurance, power, the symbol of, of man's best, right? Humanity, become who you are, choose your identity and go for it. Nothing can stop you, you can hold the weight of the world, right? We can carry this. It's a symbol of, of human potential. The fictional story comes out of Greek mythology. Atlas was a titan. Titans weren't gods, they were the children or grandchildren of gods. And Atlas was a, a grandchild of a god. Atlas was one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful titan that was in his time. He was filled with power, was filled with self. Legendary mythical battle with Zeus and lose. And Zeus, wanting to make his point, wanting to demonstrate, you don't do this to me, punishes Atlas and his It is cursed, a crushing curse. No one who grew up in Greece wanted to be Atlas. And what's fascinating is we've turned the story and made Atlas into someone we should all be. And as the story goes with Atlas, if you read on, he's holding the weight of the, the world, right? And there's this other titan, Heracles. He's on a quest to find Heracles, can't kill the serpent, but Atlas can. So he comes to Atlas and says, hey, how about this? I'll hold the universe and you go get the apples. And the deal was he's gonna give the apples to Heracles and then move on and Heracles is saying oh, oh wait a minute before you move on can you just hold can you just hold the universe Heracles takes the golden apples and walks away laughing leaving S from a different apple tree apparently I, I don't know it's a thing I don't know about these golden apples um, but he, he comes and he's saying hey look I got to go through your lands to get to this apple tree these golden apples can I come through and Atlas bitter suspicious of people keeping people at bay, don't letting, not let, and maybe it's a symbol of, of what we could be or how the story of our life should play out and know to be strong like Atlas and carry it all as if it's nothing. But in real life, the weight of the world can be crushing. And, and we start to get weighed down as life goes on. And, and the longer we live, we, we start to carry things. We think, oh, I can carry that. Yeah, add that. And something else happens. And oh, yeah, I can carry that. And then something 
like painful happens and you're like, oh, it's in more weight and more heaviness and we're getting, we're getting under this burden. We're realizing the longer we live, wow, like some of this stuff I'm going to be carrying for a long time. Some of this stuff, am I going to be, and we ask ourselves, am I going to be carrying this like for my whole life? Like, do I just carry this? Can I ever be let go of this? Well, will I be under this, this curse? Are you carrying the weight of the world this morning? Have you been carrying it so long that you're starting to be crushed by it? Even to the point of becoming someone that you never thought you'd be in anger or defensive or bitter and, or isolated and pushing people away and don't let those people in. It doesn't happen all at once. It just happens over time when you're under that kind of weight. And at some point, it's, it pushes us to our knees, crushing our very souls. See, the, the art, when you look at Grecian art, it doesn't have Plato or it doesn't have Atlas standing strong. It has Atlas bowed over. Crushed. But there's another story I want to tell you about, and it's a story. It's a true story. It's the story of Jesus, truly God, fully God. And back in the beginning, when humanity was created and we were with God, the whole idea was to be with God and to be perfect. And, and there was no curse. It was just life with God. And, and in there was this moment, this temptation, hey, you can be like God. And, and, and those two right at the beginning bought the lie and went for it, wanting to be like God probably not even fully understanding what that even meant, but they wanted to be like God. And it, it, wasn't, it was the start of the downfall of humanity. We wanted to take the throne, but it, it wasn't even a fight. It was our own rebellion. And, and in that moment, we lost. The very moment we we tried to be like God, we lost. And as this true story goes on in God's word, everyone since has been born with that drive to be like God. I wanna call the shots. I wanna be in control. I can carry it all. I can do it all. And tragically, everyone has been born under the weight of the curse that comes with that defeat. Every person born under the weight of guilt and condemnation and shame and judgment. Everyone born under the weight of the curse that evil is in the world and sickness is in the world. And it's constantly fighting against us. And as the Bible tells the story, this was the condition of humanity for such a long time. And then there came this moment when, when Jesus came to this earth, fully God comes to this earth, fully man to live among us, the ones who waged war against him, the ones who had rejected him and said, we don't need you. And he came because he loved us and his desire was to end the war and bring us back into relationship with him. He, he came to restore us 
into his presence and the way we were created, all the way it was supposed to be. And in the greatest twist of a storyline ever, Jesus took all the weight that was crushing us upon himself, the, the weight of our sin, the weight of our guilt, the weight of the curse, the punishment, all the despair, the sorrow, all the grief, all of it placed on him. And, and in this moment where he's coming to do this, we betray him. In the worst betrayal of all betrayals, we're the ones who betrayed him. And, and we lifted up his arms and we nailed him to the cross. And little did we know that as we nailed him to the cross, his arms were there to take the weight. All the weight of our sin, all the weight of the judgment we deserved, all the weight, the curse and pay the penalty for, for our rebellion. And, and we have to remember this as we do this, he, as we think this through, his last words to the Father before he died was, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Not revenge, not I'm gonna make him pay, no, I am paying the price. Forgive them. And Jesus, because he was fully God, he's not limited in his capacity to do anything, so he could take everyone's weight. Everyone who had ever lived, everyone who was living, everyone who will ever live, he could take all of our weight on the cross. The difference between Alice and Jesus couldn't be greater. Atlas strong, proud, arrogant, but ultimately he couldn't even save himself. In reality, crushed and becoming less and less who he could have been. And that's what makes the statue on Rockefeller Plaza such a farce. It's not reality. And Jesus, though, comes as fully God, lives this life of purity, innocence, obedience, sacrifice, a life of love, symbol of love, becoming, even as he's crushed, exalted in his defeat. And this powerful symbol of grace and mercy. Let me tell you the rest of the story about Jesus. He didn't stay in the grave. Matthew 28 records this. It says, now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes white as snow, and for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he's going before you to Galilee, and there you'll see him. 
So they departed quickly from the tomb with great fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came up and took a hold of his feet and worshiped him. And Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. See, Jesus didn't stay in the grave. He was raised on the third day. It's called the resurrection. And the Bible says it's everything. Everything, and it guarantees several things. First, it demonstrates that God the Father accepted Jesus' death, his life sacrifice for us, and all that that meant. Because he was innocent, because he was pure, because he didn't deserve it, he accepted that and raised him to life again. His resurrection means that the purpose of his death for us worked. Him carrying the weight of the world, it worked. The weight of sin and curse, paying that penalty. The second thing the resurrection guarantees is is when Jesus says to someone who comes to him, I need you, would you save me? When he says, you're forgiven, he means it. It guarantees forgiveness. It guarantees salvation. It guarantees peace, the end to the war and relationship with him. It's a forgiveness like no other because it takes away the weight of sin and the weight of guilt and the weight of shame. He'll never, ever hold it against you or me. He's just that gracious. Ironically, John D. Rockefeller was known for destroying any opposition. He crushed his competitors. No grace, no mercy. It's much like today in the cancel culture. I don't care what side you're on. It is ruthless. It is merciless. It is graceless. It is destroy. Judge and destroy whoever comes in the path. But not Jesus. Jesus is grace. Jesus is mercy. The third thing that the resurrection guarantees is the fact that the curse of this world and all that we face in it is gone in Christ. He replaces the curse with a blessing. Blessing's a word we don't use much. It feels old-fashioned. But Jesus comes, and what he does is he offers to come and lift the weight of the curse off. And instead of death and living in death, he comes and he blesses with life. And instead of despair and the crushing weight of despair and depression, he comes in and he brings hope. And instead of just this whole uh, cloud and, and this uh, this um, it's despair, it's, it's this idea of, of um, taking the life and the color out of life. He comes and he brings in joy. And the Bible talks about being with Jesus is like being without weight. It's no weight at all. 
Is anyone carrying weight? Does anyone feel like you're carrying the weight of the world? Carrying burdens you can't carry for another single day. Is anyone frustrated, even overwhelmed by, by the idea and the experience that no matter how much you try and try and try, you can't cut it loose and you can't escape the waste. And, and what's even worse, every person you've met so far can't help you get that weight off either. Not this weight, but I've got good news. Jesus can take the weight. And it comes with a price though. It comes with, his pr with a price. He wants your life. He gave his life. He wants to give it to you, but he wants your life. He wants you to say, you want this, not, not him. He wants this, but it's you. And he's saying, would you stop the war? Would you come to me and ask for peace? Would you come to me and bow the knee? He's the king of kings, and it is act of submission to say, I am no longer in control. I will no longer try to be God. You are God. I need you. Take the weight. He says, I want you to say this with your mouth. There's something about saying this out loud. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I need you to save me. And to not only just say it with the words, but to believe it. Believe it in your heart. Or, or maybe today some of you are weighed down this morning, and it's not because you don't believe, but you've strayed. You, it's like you don't understand how you got here. You have faith. You believe in him, but you're so crushed and so weighed down. You're like, how did I get here when I knew I was, I was there? And, and Jesus hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. He still loves to lift the weight off. He's still all about it. Still this God of grace. Still this God of mercy. He wants to take it. You don't have to live with it any longer. As the band sings through this song, I would encourage you just to take that movement of faith and just you and him, and, and, and just to say, I, I need you to take the weight. I know what I've done. Would you just take that and, and, and give me forgiveness? Restore me. Heal me. Or, or maybe it's the first time and you're trying to figure out what you believe and just say, I'm open. I'm open. I don't even understand some of this, but I'm open. Just invite you to listen to this song. Yeah. 
picture there is a reality that Christ has for us and I want you to think back to that picture of Atlas that statue on Rockefeller Plaza think back to him and think back now to the life that Christ would offer to us right now and and the difference is in Christ so Rockefeller Plaza you have this symbol of someone with their hands up carrying the weight of the world but in Christ The statue looks different. It's you and me standing there with our arms up and no weight. The weight of sin is gone in Christ because of the resurrection. Our arms are up because the weight of failure is lifted in Christ. Our arms are up because they're up in freedom forever in Christ, not because we've done something, but because he's done everything. Our arms are up because we're in awe of him. Like, what have you done for me? It's too high. It's too wonderful. I can't even, I can't even get my mind around what you've done that I could stand here without weight, free. It's really ultimately the sign of victory, right? Arms up, free forever. No weight. No curse. There's a promise that says nothing will ever separate you from this. Nothing. There's a promise that says height or depth won't get in the way of this. The past The present, the future won't get in the way of this. Powers, rulers, governments will never steal this. Amen.
victory, right? That's the resurrection. Easter is victory in Christ. It's victory in Jesus. And there's a tradition in the church. For three days, Jesus was in the grave and rose on the third. And the church has said, he is risen. Someone in the assembly says he is risen. The family says, those of you who have found victory in Christ, say back, he is risen indeed. So we're gonna stand up. You guys ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? He is risen! He is risen! He is risen! Come on! I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb Till I made
Now you call me a citizen of heaven 